On today's episode, we have none other than Julio Tomei, a good friend of the show, as well as personal friend. He has the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, and he has a lawn care business up in Canada for uh, over 15 years now. And he's just a wealth of knowledge, obviously has the experience. He talks about it all on his podcast, uh, offers all kinds of advice and tips and interviews a lot of great people in our industry that also helps provide uh, tips as well. He's got a lot of resources on his podcast and his website and he's on YouTube, Instagram, growing a great following there and he's just doing a lot of great things. So we talk about how he got started in this industry and started his business. He's got a very interesting backstory there, one that I haven't heard very often. He actually started uh, by purchasing a franchise uh, and then eventually branched out to start his own business and got out of the franchise. So he talks all about that, about his family and why he got into social media and started his podcast and just a lot of great tips and tricks and feedback and a really good positive mindset. Here we go. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR, Naylor Taliaferro, and today on the phone, I have none other than Julio with the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast and a lot of other things he's got going on. How's it going, Julio? I'm doing uh, really good, Naylor, so uh, good to talk to you. You too. I mean, it's it's been a little while since we've talked. I know by this time, you know, so we're in 2021 to give people perspective that, uh, you know, know what 2020 gave us all here around the world. So yeah. <laughs> we, um, you know, when we're still kind of trying to rebound from that, where there's still a lot of, a lot of stuff going on with that, but it's been a challenging year. And, and by this time now we would, we will, we were probably still would be like kind of riding off of like the high and the buzz of being at the GIE plus expo for, for those of us that would have gone in October. And here it is, uh, the first, the first of March actually, so, um, you know, we, mm-hmm. we, we, we would still be like, you know, like, oh man, like that was so awesome and planning for next year and all that, which, you know, a lot of us still probably are, but we're still kind of unsure. But my point is you and I probably, if you had gone to the GIE, I don't know if you were planning on going this past year in 2020, but we would have probably seen each other and, and talked and caught up. And it's kind of like a great uh, opportunity for people to come like in person and, and hang out and get together yeah. and get caught up on on old times and business talk. And just, it's just like super fun, super overwhelming, like a lot of stuff going on, like-minded people together. So I kind of feel disconnected from a lot of folks because I haven't really caught up with everyone in that, in that setting. Yeah, yeah. So if I, if, you know, I, so when I'm talking to you now, it's like, I haven't talked to you in forever because, you know, I would have talked to you at least at the GIE by now. So, um, but yeah, I'm glad we could get, get, get on the phone and, and, and talk and hang out and, get caught up on, on some things. And I've never had you on the podcast. Obviously this is a brand new podcast. It's a few months in, and I know you have had a podcast for quite some time and I've been on there before. So, uh, it's definitely, yeah, an ex- yeah it's an exciting medium for Thanks. sure. Yeah. Congratulations on you. Uh, oh, starting thank- your podcast. It's awesome. Th- thanks. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, you know, it's one of those things where I don't know why I didn't, th- I mean, I did think of it, you know, like I was saying off air, I, I was thinking about it a few years ago when I was doing get to know the pro on YouTube, I was, I was thinking about what, what can I do in addition to this, or instead of just making YouTube videos or an extension of it. And I thought about podcasting and interviewing new people and kind of taking audio from old episodes and kind of making some best of like some, there'd be some common topics that a lot of different people would talk about on different episodes. And I wanted to like put them together. Like if it was like time management or going from a full-time job to, to, uh, making your lawn care business full-time type thing. And there was a lot of commonality. So I had that whole theme, but I just never really, I never really put it together because I knew it was going to be a lot of work at that time. There wasn't, you know, these, these podcasting boards that makes it a lot easier, more professional sounding to record this stuff. And, um, so I yeah. just, I just kind of didn't, didn't do it, but you know, I, I've always kind of thought about how fun it would be because I, I like to talk, you know, and it's like yeah. you, you, YouTube is not the forum for talking necessarily, you know, people no, want to have a, a visual no. component. So you got to really sprinkle a lot of stuff in there. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a bit of a, a challenge uh, to uh, put out a podcast. There's a lot more behind the scenes uh, that people probably don't realize, but it's super fun. 
uh, to do. And I, I think uh, I, I said a, a lot last year uh, that uh, 2020 was the year of the podcast. Finally, I, there's a whole bunch of guys jumping on board and launching podcasts and stuff. And I was like, it's, that's awesome. Uh, it's been lonely <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for, the, for the past five years being kind of like the only one in this industry uh, kind of consistently doing it. Right. And, uh, you know, it kind of made me uh, second guess myself. Am I doing the right thing? Because nobody's jumping on board. Like, do they not see what <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> sort of the coolness of this, this format? Uh, so it's kind of cool to see that uh, everybody's uh, jumping on board now. Yeah, that's awesome. That's that's a very unique perspective. What well, we can definitely dive into that. But before we get too yeah. too far in the weeds with that topic, what why those for those who are listening that have never heard of you or those that really only know you from the podcast and and you know social media in general, what you you have a lawn care business as well, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so why don't you give us the origin um, story here? When how long ago did you okay. get started and, and why? Okay. Yeah. So, um, I officially started full time in lawn care in uh, August of 2005. Um, before that, I had dabbled in lawn care. Um, I always had other jobs uh, that I was doing. Uh, had, um, like I said, dabbled it sort of on the side, had a, a pickup truck and would just have my lawnmower, uh, my homeowner, you know, like MTV push mower and my uh, $99 weed whacker. Um, didn't even have a blower, just would take a broom with me. And I was that guy that would put signs, like just printouts from my printer on like staple them to telephone poles that said stuff like lawn mowing, $15 and up. And, uh, you know, just like had no clue what I was doing, but it wasn't, um, you know, the main income or anything. It was just kind of uh, exploring this uh, sort of idea I had in my head that kind of started many years earlier uh, with a previous job where I was delivering uh, parts for a local car dealership. And I had to uh, cut through some uh, sort of fancy neighborhoods and uh, to get to a, a little service station that was in the middle of these neighborhoods to deliver some parts. And every you know sunny day, I'd be going through these neighborhoods and I'd see all these lawn care companies and they'd be working and it just and uh, right away, like an initial spark happened and uh, I didn't see the work. I didn't see the, you know, sort of repetitiveness or any of the other stuff that comes with lawn care. All I saw was freedom when I saw those guys working. All I saw was them doing what they, you know, wanted to do on their own time. Um, and it was just like, just something that spoke to me. Uh, and I'd always been sort of entrepreneurial. Uh, and tried different jobs and different uh, businesses and stuff. Uh, but the lawn care kind of just, it kind of just sat there on the shelf in my mind uh, from that moment. And I uh, just kind of went through other jobs and stuff. And then again, like I said, many years later, uh, kind of dabbled in it um, uh, at home uh, with that uh, homeowner equipment. But then uh, came a point in time uh, where I was um, working at this particular job and my, uh, I was married, uh, had uh, a daughter and my wife was pregnant uh, to have a, our second one. And uh, the first one uh, ended up being a C-section. And the second one, because of the first one, we knew it was going to be a C-section again. Right. And uh, so it was basically a scheduled event uh, yeah. for having this baby. So I knew the date and time this was going to happen. So, uh, you know, I went into work and I asked them um, to have time off. And it was like two months in advance. And they're like, no problem. Like, absolutely. And uh, the time came and it was about a, uh, you know, roughly that same week. I think it was like a Friday. Um, and I was scheduled uh, to be off uh, for uh, starting that Monday. That was the day that the baby was coming. And uh, they called me into the office and they say, unfortunately, you can't have the time off. And I was like, well, what are you talking about? And they said, uh, well, uh, we just had to fire uh, such and such. So now we're shorthanded and we need you to stay. And I said, well, I can't stay. Like <laughs> wow. she's going to have the baby on Monday. And you know, the last baby was a C-section. I know what's involved. I know that she can't get up and pick up the baby and walk around and stuff. She's like her abdomen's just been cut open right? Uh, and uh, you know, stitch up and stuff. Like there's no way she can even lift the baby. So she needs somebody there. And they're like, well, you know, I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do. And I said, well, I can't, I'm not coming in. And they said, uh, if you don't show up on Monday, then don't bother showing up at all. Wow. And the amount of stress that that just put on me, having a new baby coming and figuring, I just lost my job. Uh, I remember 
leaving the office and hearing like the door close behind me. And I just said to myself, I will never, ever, ever work for somebody again for the rest of my life. And that's when the, that was the aha moment for me. And I just started to think, what can I do? What business can I start to be my own boss? And lawn care um, had uh, come up. Uh, To make a long story short, at the same time, uh, there was a lawn care franchising company um, that started in Australia. um, And uh, they had expanded to Canada. And I had seen a bunch of their trailers around. And uh, on the back of every trailer said, franchises available, call to inquire or uh, stuff. And I actually tailgated one of the guys. <laughs> and uh, I thought, probably thought it was a stalker or some road raging guy or something. Um, and uh, he pulled up to the house he was going to mow. And I just got out and said, hey, uh, you know, I'm just curious about your franchise here and stuff. So he started to talk to me about the franchise and stuff and um, told me, uh, you know, call this number and, and ask for this person and stuff. If you're interested, they'll, you know, have a sit down, talk with you and tell you what's involved and all that sort of stuff. And uh, up till that point, all of the previous businesses that I had tried, my biggest um, problem uh, was that I was introverted and getting customers was like my biggest fear, the face-to-face contact and talking to people. Yeah. So this franchise appealed to me because it was already an established business, already established name. And basically they just sent the clients to you. So I thought, you know, that's like, that's like McDonald's or something, right? Everybody knows McDonald's. Yeah. You know, it's like instant customers. You open up a McDonald's location. Right. Um, so I thought along that, um, line and, uh, you know, talked to my wife about it, kind of, uh, gave her, uh, that sort of justification, sort of the McDonald's, uh, subway sort of thing. Like everybody knows these name brands. Everybody's seen these trailers around doing lawn care and stuff. So we went in for a meeting, um, you know, ended up buying a franchise. Uh, and, uh, you know, did some training and stuff, uh, learned a lot of lessons, uh, through the, the training and, and, um, doing, uh, like basically, um, one of the most important things I learned, uh, was the value of, uh, commercial equipment, mm. uh, because, you know, uh, going, starting a business on my own, I would have probably, you know, maybe cheaped out on certain things and, and that might've led to, you know, the business failing and stuff. And, you know, buying a franchise, you were provided with an equipment package that included all commercial equipment. So I learned there just through trial and error of equipment breaking down and being able to go to the dealer and they had parts in stock, like right there for that machine, because it's a commercial machine. Uh, and landscapers are depending on that stuff. And uh, so I learned the value of that. Uh, but uh, after about five years of doing the franchise, there were some things with that particular franchise that I didn't like. There was that whole other side of it. Like if I wanted to uh, advertise on my own or pick up more customers, um, you weren't allowed to uh, put your own phone number or contact information on anything that you were uh, distributing, like door hangers or anything like that. Um, So for me, it was like, well, this is kind of ridiculous because, you know, if I spend hours out here uh, advertising um, and I can't have my own phone number on it, that person's just going to call that, you know, head office number and they'll just, you know, there's no guarantee that I'm going to be the one that gets that work. Like it could go to some other franchisee yeah. and stuff. And there was some other contentious things like that, that I just started to um, think to myself and like, I couldn't have a website and I'm very techie and stuff. So I wanted a website to see the value in that. Um, the the uh, franchise company had a website, but it was more about selling franchises and the services and stuff. Oh yeah. Um, so there was some things like that. And, uh, that I was just like not really kind of happy about. So I decided after on my like fifth year uh, that uh, I wasn't going to continue. Uh, and uh, uh, I timed it with, because there were some rules about, you know, leaving the franchise and, and not working for customers in that territory that you had and all yeah. that sort of stuff. And uh, we were moving uh, oh. anyways, and I was moving to a completely different part of town. So I said, you know, what, if I'm going to do it, this is the best opportunity because I can build a whole new business. I'll be in a completely different part of town that won't conflict with the the franchise. And I can just basically, uh, you know, leave the franchise. And, uh, you know, I just thought, you know, I can do this better on my own. Uh, And uh, so that's what I did. I took about a year planning it before I left uh, and just kind of getting everything, picking names, doing all the research, all that sort of stuff and just planning it methodically. And then, um, 
basically timing it. They needed like a 30 day notice that you were, you know, uh, basically, uh, uh, whatever you call breaking your contract or whatever. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so I just planned it for basically, uh, October the 1st, uh, because our season ends October 31st, you know, basically mowing would end and stuff. So I just gave them my letter saying, Hey, I'm uh, after, you know, as far as uh, October or November 1st goes, I'm no longer uh, a franchisee. And, uh, that was it and left the franchise and basically, uh, spent that winter, um, kind of just, uh, working on websites and things for the new company that I'd already, uh, registered names for and stuff, uh, during that uh, previous year and, uh, hit the ground running, um, and, uh, just started, uh, doing my own brand and, uh, never looked back since. So, uh, it's been about, uh, this will be my, uh, 2021 will be my 16th year doing lawn care full-time so this will be my 11th year as my own brand uh and uh yeah it's been going really really well wow yeah i I had no idea that you uh had all that all that going on in the background there i've never like actually heard that that original story i'm sure you said in your podcast at some point you know but it's one of those things where it's like just like our YouTube videos and whatever, it kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no yeah. one's going to go back, back, you know, hundreds of episodes, you know, to try and find something yeah. like that or stumble upon it. So, yeah. So I, n- I never really heard all about or knew all about that. So that's, that's a really, really exciting and interesting backstory there. And I mean, it, it definitely seems like, you know, there's different ways. I think when people start their business, e- either they're, um, either they're already kind of like one of those super knowledgeable homeowners, you know, and then they just kind of like myself that just, not to like call myself super, you know, a super knowledgeable homeowner, but I was the guy that like really loved lawns and I just did all kinds of stuff as a homeowner to really have the best lawn and researched all kinds of stuff, you know, whatever you could back then. There wasn't even really anything on the internet back then, like, you know, 15, 20 years ago when I, when we had our first house and and a lawn and all that. So I was just like a lot of trial and error and going to Lowe's and Home Depot, right. And buying all these little things and knickknacks and Scott's this and Scott's that and growing this seed and that seed and, you know, just finding all the little stuff that homeowners that are like dedicated to that kind of stuff do. But I mean, eventually I, I got it down pat and I had a really nice, you know, like envy of the neighborhood lawn and stuff. And so, so there's those kind of stories, I guess, where people, you know, kind of convert into, okay, well, how do I turn this into a professional, you know, thing? Like, obviously I need professional equipment, need to really get this, you know, honed in so I can make some money and bang these out, you know, more efficiently and faster and all that and just be a professional service. So there's that transition. Then there's the people that I think uh, have experience like with other companies, like either they, purposely wanted to work for another established company so that they could kind of learn the ropes before they jumped in on their own mm-hmm. or they were just kind of like working by whatever reason default you know they were working for a company and then during that time frame they were like hey me i can just do this myself this that'd be awesome let me start my own company i have you know th- then there's obviously people that just kind of just just go r- right in just just kind of th- throw themselves right into the <laughs> into the deep end there and they just figure it out yeah. as they go along um but that, that I think it's very interesting, your story, how it's, I feel like it's similar to people buying a business. Like, you know, you also hear of some people that yeah. like buy a business that, that someone's just selling, you know, so uh, they just yeah, want to yeah. get rid of it. And there's like some customers maybe with it. There's obviously equipment involved that you're mainly buying. Um, but this is like a, a little bit different version of that where it's a franchise where they gave you kind of a lot of information and training, which I think really helped you kind of give, get that leg up for running your own business. Um, so that was very interesting yeah. to hear. Yeah, it was, it was a good part of the, when you bought the franchise, like you'd have to go out for a couple of weeks with uh, an established franchisee and they would basically kind of show you the ropes and give you an idea of what, how to charge for lawns, what to charge, uh, what they were charging for lawns. Uh, they try to do a mix of different work to give you, you know, you're mowing the lawn one day and, um, you know, they wouldn't necessarily let you, um, you know, edge their customer's lawn with a string trimmer or something like that. You know, they would just kind of show you how to do it. They're like, you know, there's certain lawns they would let you kind of do hands-on stuff. The mowing, of course, they they let you do that. But for certain, you know, the details and stuff that might make or break a lawn, uh, I remember some of them being very like, no, 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 you're not touching this one. This one is, you know, <laughs> you don't have enough experience yet <laughs> to do this one. Um, but, you know, like hedge trimming, they try to do a variety of things to kind of show you, um, just give you an idea if you've never done it, just a, sort of a primer on that. And then, uh, you know, you were out on your own. And then from day one, they, you'd start getting the phone ringing. And uh, so it was, yeah, it was, it's very similar to that sort of um, uh, buying a business, um, 
you know, like you mentioned, that some guys uh, kind of do. And that was the appeal to me was just that whole introvertedness uh, that I had uh, and, uh, you know, not having to canvas or go door to door or that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I also, you just reminded me too, I forgot to jot this note down, but you reminded me that I feel like we have a lot of similarities with our backstory. Like just, you know, just, just the fact that you were in a situation, you know, at whatever, with the, the job that you were at, like we'll call, you know, quote unquote corporate America. And, and you were, um, yep. you know, you were just kind of there, probably not a hundred percent happy with it, but it was really just the, it was, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back when you couldn't even, you know, <laughs> either going to get fired or miss your birth of your second child. Like that's just such a crazy ultimatum and, and uh, so, so unnecessary at a time when you're supposed to be it's one of the best times of your life. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you yeah. get time off, yeah, celebrate, yeah. have a good time. And it's just crazy. And I mean, I, I didn't have that situation, but I mean, I, I was at the point in corporate America also where, you know, I was just coming to a breaking point and all that. And so I think there are similarities there. And I'm also very introverted, even though people think that that's crazy when they get to, when they've like, when they followed me on YouTube or met me out, you know, somewhere at an event, they're like, how are you introverted? That doesn't make sense. And I'm like, well, it's a lot easier to talk on camera you know, and to myself on a podcast or to someone on the phone, you know, whatever, um, then, then, then you think like, I mean, it, it's just, I'm yeah, not yeah. really, you know, I'm still introverted, but I, because I was in retail management, that was my corporate America background. I kind of like learned how to be an extroverted introvert. And this is something that actually exists that I read in a book a while back, um, about the, all these different personality types, extroverted versus introverted and all the variations. So, you know, we can kind of put that hat on almost like we're acting, you know? So every day when I went to work, I had yeah. to put my manager cap on and pretend to be extroverted because I had to talk to customers and manage employees all day. But it was also exhausting, you know, like as introverts, we're like, yeah. it depletes our energy <laughs> and, and we don't, we don't regain. So extroverts get energy from other people. Like extroverts are bubbly and in life of the party and have to be around yes, people yes. all the time because they get all the energy from those people and it keeps them charged up. So when they're all by themselves yeah. and all alone, they just get super depressed and, and, and they lose all of their energy source. The opposite is for introverts. We are, we are naturally, we have natural energy within and it just, we give it out and everyone just sucks it out of us, you know, like not yeah. intentionally, but <laughs> we it just drains us completely when we're around yeah, people. Yeah. And then we need to like retreat and go in like a quiet space or take a nap so that we can recharge our own battery. So it's very interesting yeah, yeah. when I heard that in this book and I was like, that's exactly how I am. That's so true. Like, you know, like that, yeah. that like, like my wife is an extrovert. She can't be like, by herself, you know, like she always has to be around yeah. people, you know, whether it's me or whoever. Yeah. And I'm the opposite where like, I mean, I want to be around people. We're social human beings are social by nature, no matter what, but just different levels, whether you're extrovert, introvert. So yeah. I like, you know, quiet spaces and quiet times and things. And I have to do this other stuff in small doses. And then I try to like take a time out and she's like, what are you doing? Or why, why are you, you know, not around everyone? Or why, why are you being like, you know, uh, secluded or whatever. And I, you know, in the beginning and, you know, she just had to realize and I had explained to her, like, I, I just need a time out because I'd get like a headache and yeah. feel sick and all that. But so I conditioned myself over the times in retail is, is the point of all that. And, and then that kind of helped me when I got into social media doing the same thing that also conditioned me even more. So now like people, I, I mean, I'm still an introvert by nature. Like I still enjoy quiet time. I still, get a little overwhelmed sometimes in these huge events, like at the GIE, but I learned how to figure it out and pace myself and not overwhelm, like just go from one thing to the next. Like I have to take my little breaks, go to the parking lot, hide in my rental car or something, you know, and take a little yeah, yeah. time out or whatever, before <laughs> I go back into the crowds, you know, it's like when you see me disappear, it's, it's either I'm running to the next thing or I'm taking a time out, you know? So, um, so I still yeah, yeah. am wired that way, but I'm just so more conditioned now to be an extroverted introvert when I need to be. I, I just, I just yeah. have limited capacity, you know I mean? Which, which that capacity has grown yeah. over time, but uh, it's still, it's still limited in, in nature. So, yeah. Which yeah. Say, it seems I'm like the you're the I same think, way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. With, uh, with, it's funny, uh, just kind of aside, um, I remember at one of the echo, uh, UAG meetings uh, where they, uh, you know, had us go out to Chicago and stuff. And yeah. um, I was, uh, this was like the second, I think it was the second trip that I took out there. And you get up in the morning, you got like an early morning to go to uh, the Echo headquarters and stuff. And you're at the hotel having breakfast in the morning. And I grabbed my 
my breakfast and everybody's like there in sort of the lobby breakfast area eating and, you know, sitting at tables and stuff. And I took my food and I went to a table by myself and I sat down and I started eating breakfast. And then some person was walking by and he looks at me and he goes, wow, you really are introverted. <laughs> Cause I had like picked, you know, the, the, table by myself away from everybody to have my breakfast and i mean it's not something i even thought about right it was just like yeah just what happens naturally right so i was actually kind of laughing right i was like oops is it that like (laughs) that's uh (laughs) that's uh that's how i am and you know with all these people around and stuff it's like well you think i'd be like uh you know trying to talk to people and stuff but it's like no you just kind of revert to your um you know introvertedness and just kind of sitting by yourself and and uh, doing that but the interesting thing um, with the uh, like podcasting and all that sort of stuff, um, besides loving the format and stuff, uh, one of the reasons uh, I got into it and, and because people would be like, you know, you're introverted, like you're going to have a podcast, you're going to, you know, that sort of thing. And one of the reasons I started it uh, was because I started not so much with my daughter, but with my son, I started to see him being very introverted and him not wanting to talk to people and um, kind of being very shy and missing out on opportunities. And it reminded me of me and a lot of missed opportunities that I had that, um, uh, for example, uh, when I got out of high school, I went into like audio engineering uh, and uh, went to this uh, university college thing for this uh, audio engineering course. And some of the the higher ups there could see something in me that they didn't see in other people because they kept trying to set me up with like producers and stuff in the real world uh, to kind of, you know, get me meeting them and doing stuff. And I always would make excuses at the last minute to not go and meet them. Um, I would look for anything and and not really thinking about it, but it was all because I was just so shy and introverted and didn't want to go in. So I started to see that in my son. And I start to say, you know what? I have to do something to break this cycle. Uh, otherwise, he's going to miss out on a lot of stuff like I did because of it. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to put myself out there, uh, you know, podcasts, YouTube videos, all that sort of stuff. And I'm going to show him uh, and my daughter what good can come out of, uh, you know, putting yourself out there and, uh, you know, uh, engaging with people and helping people and all that sort of stuff. So that was one of the, the factors that kind of started it. Uh, was just, you know, it took me seeing uh, myself in my kids to say, you know, enough is enough. Time to <laughs> break that cycle. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's just, a, that's another similarity that we have there for sure, because I have very uh, similar origin stories of, of my social media and why I was doing a lot of things too for my kids as well. So that's, that's, that's unbelievable and, and how much we have in common. And I didn't even realize all of those backstories I really want to dig yeah. into that a little bit more. Let's uh, take a short break and we'll, we'll dig in a little bit more about these similarities and how social media has really impacted your, your life family. Hey guys, it's Marty. Let me take a moment and tell you about the Ramp Rack. This is a pickup insert that eliminates the need to pull a trailer just to haul your equipment. It easily installs on any 1,500 to 3,500 pickup long or short bed, extending the usable space of your bed by two feet. The Ramp Rack's most popular model for landscapers is the PU200. It has rear window protection and a removable shelf for push mowers and gas cans. You're going to love this. The Ramp and Dovetail have a weight capacity of 2,000 pounds. Made in Maryland, it comes powder-coated and, of course, built to last for years. Here's what I'm asking you to do. Head over to therampwrack.com and, of course, save 10% with the promo code LCR. That's therampwrack.com, and of course, we'll throw the link in the show notes. LCR not only uses the Ramp Rack, but he gives it his highest endorsement. Do you want to save time and energy while increasing profits? Make your truck do the work with TruckMate. TruckMate attaches to any standard pickup truck hitch with no modifications. Remove the tailgate and turn your truck into a material dispensing monster. With the push of a button, you can pull material like mulch, stone, and topsoil from the truck bed and convey it in either direction directly into a wheelbarrow in seconds. Now you can have one man take one truck to knock out some of the small jobs in no time. The conveyor can also be removed from the 
a tarp roll or allowing you to unload any material right onto the ground. This could be handy for dumping debris or firewood deliveries. TruckMate can pull more weight than even your truck can hold. Plus, you can still attach a plate-mounted hitch to pull a trailer if needed. Think of all the year-round uses for this truck attachment to make your business more productive and save your back in the process. This is perfect for small residential lawn and landscape businesses. Head over to mulchmateusa.com and save $400 on TruckMate with the promo code LCR. And of course, the link will be in the show notes. LCR not only uses the TruckMate, but he gives it his highest endorsement. All right, we're back with Julio, and we're just going down all kinds of fun rabbit holes and, and realizing how much we have in common with our, our backstories <laughs> here and, and how we, uh, um, he, you were just saying that you got into one of the main reasons why you got into podcasting and then you know YouTube, Instagram, just social media as a whole was for your kids because you, you kind of saw, well, for yourself, but also for your kids, kind of like to lead, lead by example, right? Like to to show yeah. them that, hey, you know, p- push past your introvertedness, your anxieties and shyness um, and about trying new things and just, just doing different things that make you feel uncomfortable. And, and hey, just, just, just start doing stuff, right? I mean, yes. and I feel like I have the exact same philosophy or, or scenario, and that's where I came out with the whole rookie for life thing because two things. One, uh, for anyone that doesn't even know, I mean, hopefully if anyone's listening to my podcast, they've been following me on social media, so they know that whole thing. But, you know, I'm, I started my channel, YouTube channel called the Lawn Care Rookie. And then when I got on Instagram, I did the same thing and everything's Lawn Care Rookie. And, you know, years and years go by and people are like, you know, you're not, you're not a rookie anymore. I'm like, yeah, well, I yeah. mean, I'm a rookie for life, right? I'm always trying new things because like literally at that time I had already like done a lot of different things. Like I think I was starting to develop the the meetup at the GIE um, to make it bigger and better and hold more people and make it kind of like a, a an infinite um, event that can be limitless, you know, like, a, like how, how many more people can we get? How many more people can you get? You know, how much bigger of a space do we need? And, you know, just making this a really big meetup event that got up to over 600 people the last GIE that we went to two, two years ago. And, and it was awesome, yeah. but I was just starting to do that and just doing new different things with, um, with, uh, YouTube and trying this get to know the pro series where it was like, no one was ever doing anything like that. Like we would do this kind of stuff on podcasts or interview people on Skype or zoom, you know, to, to be easier, but no one ever really thought about how could we just actually go and like tour the country and go to different shops and, and, and learn about different business setups and stories and all that to share and like have a day in the life kind of, you know, YouTube series, uh, to share with the community. So I was starting to do that. So there was just a lot of new things that I I was also actually doing. So it just kind of made sense. I'm like, well, I'm a rookie for life. I mean, I'm always trying new things and, yeah. And, and, you know, and, and yeah, but so then I just kind of like cha- changed some things up that way and just shortened long care rookie me to LCR and create LCR media and all that to help kind of expand my social media presence and, and to help manage, you know, events like the, the rally at, at the GIE that the meetup that we've had for so many years. And it just really became like, I realized, I started to realize how I was by default, I, I was probably subconsciously, you know, um, that I was conditioning myself to, 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 uh, get better with change or adapt to change by trying new things. Like I said this to my daughter Mm -hmm. once upon a time when she was struggling with a lot of things, because I too, both of my children, I can see a lot of my qualities or, or, or that, that quality It's not necessarily me, but you know, I can see a lot of me, I guess, in them with the fact that they're shy and, you know, introverted and, um, you know, that they're, they have a lot of anxieties for different things. And it pains me to see that, you know, I don't like, just like you mm-hmm. said, I don't want to see them held back and, and, and miss out on opportunities in life. And if I can shorten their learning curve by, you know, taking one for the team or leading by example, then that's what I want to do. So I just keep trying new things. Try, and what I realized was the more new things that I tried, one, the easier it, it became to try new things. Like, you know, uh, yep. I mean, so, something that could be super intimidating for somebody like talking to a brand to ask them about this or that, or, you know, if they want to sponsor this or that, or coming up with all these crazy quote unquote crazy ideas that I've come up with and and accomplished over the years, probably people have thought about, but just never took action or thought it wasn't possible or whatever the deal is. And I just was like, let's just go for it. You know, like, let's just do it. Like the worst I can do is say no. But for the longest time I was never like that. 
And somehow I just started kind yeah, of getting through that and, and fighting through that. Yeah. And the more I did it, the easier it got. And the more opportunities would just align themselves with me and, and, and I wouldn't be as anxious anymore doing these things. So, I mean, I still get a little nervous, just like anyone does, you know, if you're going to go on stage in front of people or you're going to, you know, do whatever. I mean, it's just, it's, it's natural for people to get anxiety because that's part of your body's fight or flight, you know, mechanism. Like there's fear for some reason. Let's, you know, let's, we need to survive, you know, boom. And then anxiety pumps up because yeah, it yeah. makes you avoid a situation and, and readjust and evaluate. But I mean, in today's day and age, there's not, we're not running from, you know, um, <laughs> uh, dinosaur, you know, like big, big monsters are trying yeah, yeah. to, you know, creatures <laughs> are trying to kill us or whatever. Like, so it's not that serious. We don't always have to, to, to fight or flight. So we have to reprogram ourselves to just push through that anxiety and be like, Hey, this is just something new, you know, but it's not going to hurt us. It's just, a, a, most likely will make us better in some way, you know, maybe we'll make more money or yeah. this or that or whatever. So we just got to push through it. So by default, that's what I've been doing is conditioning myself to do that. And, and, and it's all, all because of YouTube, Instagram, social media in general, all the events that I do, social get togethers and events and now the podcast. So, I mean, I, I can totally relate to what you were saying about, yeah. why you were getting into this and just kind of wanted, wanted you to maybe explain a little bit more about that. Like what, uh, how, how have you, have you seen any kind of um, changes in that? Like with, you know, how did your family, I guess, respond um, to that? Uh, yeah. Like I, I've, you know, I, I always, uh, you know, kind of every time I have, uh, you know, like what you talked about, uh, approaching brands, that sort of stuff. Right. So I kind of try to use those as, uh, learning experiences for my kids and stuff right so anytime you know something good like that happens like a, an opportunity or something arises of from me you know putting myself out there um then i'm you know the first one to go to my like my kids are in the first stop basically and i let them know look guess you know super excited like guess what just happened like you know this brand said yes to this and stuff right and Likewise, anytime something happens to them, I make sure that I'm their like number one fan there, uh, you know, uh, waving the flags and honking the horns and all that sort of stuff. And, right. and even, you know, going out to dinner for celebration and stuff just to kind of build that, you know, you put in the work, you put in the effort, you went out of your uh, comfort zone and look what happened. Right. So, you know, let's celebrate that uh, sort of thing. And it's, it's interesting because um, I own a a little piece of like um, recreational property in the U S. So we go there and it's like a campground basically. And uh, I normally for the first few years didn't really, you know, talk to the neighbors and stuff like that uh, just because I was in that sort of uh, introvertedness, uh, you know, aspect of me. But after doing the podcast and videos and stuff, I've gotten a lot more comfortable and, uh, you know, I just you would be talking to neighbors or helping them out uh, with you know, things that they were doing and stuff like that. And I remember uh, being in a uh, standing in the middle of the road and there was like a group of four or five uh, of these neighbors and we we're all talking and stuff. And my daughter came behind me and she kind of whispered in my ear and she says, uh, look at Mr. Social over here. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so was, my kids have said that to me of, before, too. <laughs> yeah. So she's kind of like, like laughing. Right. And I was like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, things have changed, right? It's not uh, it's not as as uh, bad as uh, you know it was before. And um, as I've gotten older too, I think um, you know time uh, has a way. I don't know if it's like a midlife crisis or what, <laughs> but you start to you start to realize how precious time is. Yeah, and that um, you know you don't want to finish this life with. Uh, regrets of things, you know, those missed opportunities and things like that. And I always say like, you know, if you um, were walking around and everybody that you looked at, you know, say there was some imaginary hourglass that floated above everybody's head and you could see how much sand was left in each person's hourglass. Would you do anything different if you knew how much time was left? Hmm. You know, obviously uh, that isn't the case and how we live, but you don't know uh, when your time will be up. And I think that makes people complacent um, in not uh, taking those opportunities and stuff and not realizing just how precious uh, 
time is. Um, you know, <clears throat> people, you always hear, you know, if I won the lottery, I would do this, I would do that. And uh, my uh, response to that is you already won the lottery. You're alive. You know what the odds <laughs> right. and chances of you being alive are? Like we won't get into the, um, you know, uh, details of your, you know, your mother meeting your father and doing what they did. And all Seriously, that sort of stuff, but yeah. The, it's, it's like a one in three billion chance that you are alive. Yeah. And it's like you already won the lottery. Do something with that. Wow. Um, so it, I've, as I've gotten older, have just, um, I embraced something, uh, that, uh, I heard on, I, I don't know if it was a podcast or something or a YouTube video, but it was basically embrace the suck. Right? <laughs> yeah. I feel because like I've heard that before. In, yeah. Yeah. In, in those things that suck is where results and, and things happen. So whether it's, um, you know, doing exercise every day, if you're trying to get, you know, in shape or uh, being consistent, putting out a podcast or YouTube channel. There's all that stuff in life that sucks to do those things daily uh, when you're not getting results, you're not getting anything, but just embrace it and the good will come. And that's what I kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, sort of try to live my life now with the introvertedness and stuff like that is just, you know, embrace it. If yeah, it sucks. You don't feel comfortable and stuff, but when you when you're out of that comfort zone, that's when good stuff happens. Right. So, yeah, that's that that's a that's a great way to look at it for sure. Um, I mean, that's it's just just embrace it, you know, and and, and run with it for sure. Yep. And I, I've I've seen a lot, um, just just in just from my perspective, I've seen you doing a lot of new things that I remember. Like for example, I remember um, one of the last times that we had talked on on your podcast, you know, maybe a couple years ago or something. Um, it, that might not have not been the last time we talked, but I just remember at one point when we talked, you weren't even on YouTube. Like it was just a podcast no. and I think you might've had Instagram cause I feel like everyone had Instagram cause it's super easy, you know, to just yeah. post stuff. I'm, not, yeah, I'm yeah. Not, not trying to take, you know, credit away. I'm just saying like versus making a YouTube video, it's easier to post a picture, you know, than, than, than it is yeah. to, to record and edit a video and all that kind of stuff. But, um, so, so everyone kind of does that more than, than YouTube, but I remember we were talking about YouTube and you were asking me a lot about YouTube and things, and you were kind of uh, toying with the idea of, of starting YouTube, but you just weren't really sure. And people were, I guess, I think maybe you said some people were kind of trying to get you to encourage you was the word I was just looking for to, uh, yeah. be on YouTube and all that. But so, I mean, fast, so I, I, I want to kind of actually want to ask you what's happened because since then somehow you know fast forward to now you're on youtube you have over eight thousand subs i mean your instagram is doing well also you have almost twenty two thousand followers on instagram so i mean you're in my from my perspective probably a lot of other people but a lot of people those people probably don't know or didn't know you way back when necessarily so they don't even know you know they don't they only see the tip of the iceberg they don't know all the stuff underneath the surface right but i i yeah. do you know i remember a lot of these things before you had all of this and it's it's just awesome how you're you're just crushing it. So what where where that what happened? How'd you get into YouTube after all and really kind of start owning it? And now you have over eight thousand subs. Like what what that what happened there? Uh, just the grind, <laughs> <laughs> just doing it. Um, like the the YouTube. Uh, you know, we all uh, self reflect and stuff. And to me, I think I'm way off. You know, where I should be or things like that. And there's a lots of, you know, you're always analyzing the back end and all that sort of stuff. And, um, it, it, a lot of it, I think was because of the introvertedness that it was a very, uh, very uncomfortable in the beginning, like everybody, uh, sort of has it, but mm -hmm. I just kept doing it and kept doing it. And I took the opportunities of, uh, like the winter off season, um, where two years in a row, um, not, this is the first year I didn't do it, but uh, the previous two years in a row, I challenged myself to put out a video every day. And I just figured, you know what, like, you're just going to get better at it. Like the more you do it, the more comfortable you're going to be uh, doing it and stuff. And uh, I tried to eliminate uh, excuses uh, on doing it. So I set up like a spot in the garage uh, with a, like a background with like my sort of uh, shelves and stuff. And, and I just put some stuff on the wall and I have like a boom mic uh, on a stand set up there all the time um, with a tripod sitting there ready to go. So there's no setup. There's no excuses of, you know, you have, 
that set this up or tear it down. Like it's always 365 days a year. It's ready. Just put the camera on and turn it on yeah. and uh, you're ready to go. Uh, so I, I start to do uh, videos every day just to, um, you know, try to um, hone it and get just more comfortable with it um, to now, um, you know, and it's helped uh, quite a bit uh, during those times that I would see, um, you know, some momentum uh, build. Um, I'm very nerdy in the sense of trying to look at the analytics and uh, all that stuff in the back end and um, would just watch tons and tons of videos on making YouTube videos and, and just trying uh, different things and lots of stuff works. Lots of stuff doesn't work. Videos that I think um, like this is going to be a good one. And then it like flops. And then other ones that are like, you know, you think aren't going to do that good. And then they start going well. And it's like, huh, like what the heck? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Oh, I wish I had done a little bit better on that video. <laughs> like it's like, oh, yeah. Man. It's like, what the heck? Like how the heck is that one taken off sort of thing? Right. Yeah. And then just, you know, and then the whole weirdness of like, you know, you put out a video and it kind of just sits there. And then two years later, it, you start getting yeah. comments on like consistently on this video. I'm like, what the heck's going on? Like this video is like popping out again. Like, what the yeah. heck, right? So I'm still trying to figure it out. I still would say on YouTube, I don't know um, what I'm doing and what sort of direction uh, I would like to take it um, and just experimenting. And it's just, uh, for me, it's a bit of a struggle still to YouTube, uh, just kind of uh, like what, what some things and trends that I saw and <clears throat> like um, for certain things were like, okay, that, that type of video isn't working. So maybe I'll stop doing that type of video. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden that type of video starts taking off. So it's like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do I keep doing, do I get, you know, I thought I had that kind of figured out not to do that, but now it looks like that's what they want. So let me, you know, start to do that type of video <clears throat> and stuff. So just, yeah, just kind of, it's just been grinding, uh, just doing it. And, and, uh, you know, much the same as the podcast. When I started the podcast five years ago, most people didn't know what a podcast was. I loved podcasts. I, uh, like I uh, mentioned, um, very techy background. So I would always listen to tech podcasts while I mowed lawns. And uh, I thought they were phenomenal other than listening to, you know, sports uh, broadcasts or uh, political uh, broadcasts where it's always the same thing over and over again, repeating, you know, in the morning then with the different hosts throughout the day and stuff like that, just regurgitating the same stuff. <laughs> yeah. With uh, podcasts, I could pick a subject I was into and just listen to that. So I loved it and always thought, um, you know, I want to do a tech podcast because I was a very uh, tech uh, person, but I was like, you know, I didn't quite know what sort of area I wanted to do the podcast about. And I kept procrastinating and procrastinating. And then one day it kind of dawned on me and I said, you know what, when I do a podcast or start one, I'm probably, because I'm so introverted, I'm probably not going to be very good. And they say it takes about 100 episodes or so to get really comfortable and that sort of stuff. So I said, you know what? What if I just start a podcast about lawn care? I've been doing lawn care for so many years now. Um, I've got a lot that I could talk about. And then that way, you know, I could get the practicing out of the way by talking about lawn care. And uh, then when I finally decide what I really want to talk about, then I'll start my real podcast. And, uh, you know, I can stop doing the lawn care one and uh, go from there. And, you know, uh, fast forward... Uh, this will be six years now doing a lawn care podcast, and it's the only podcast I still do. Uh, it's uh, it's funny how it kind of worked out. And uh, but in yeah. the beginning, it was just about embracing the suck. Um, you know, those first few uh, months when nobody knew what a podcast was except for me putting it out, I would get like six downloads a week. Uh, then I remember the plateau going to like uh, twelve. Then it jumped to like thirty podcasts. So you know, every time I put a new or sorry, 30 downloads every time I put out like a new episode. And it was like that, but I just kept sticking with it every week uh, consistently, regardless of, you know, if I was on vacation in Europe or wherever it was, it was like, got to, you know, get to the internet and post that episode. And everything was like manual, the way you had to do it and stuff back then. There was so many moving parts and stuff. And just over the years, uh, just slowly started to see, you know, people starting to realize what, you know, the value in podcasts and, uh, just sort of uh, everybody coming up to speed, I would say. And now, like I say, you know, kind of culminated in 2020 uh, with like podcasts being everywhere. You can't get away from podcasts now. You know, every celebrity has a podcast. Every show <laughs> right. has a podcast. 
Um, and uh, so, yeah, it was just embracing that suck in the beginning of, you know, I saw there was potential there. And uh, but, you know, just doing it, even though, you know, in those early years, nobody was really listening. It was just like a few downloads here and there and stuff. Right. Uh, and it was a the nice thing was that kept me kind of going was that every time I put out episodes, there was always more downloads, uh, not much more like than the previous growing. one, but yeah, but it was always growing, always yeah. in an upward trend. And it's, oh, it's still on that same upward trend. Um, but it's like, that was the only thing that was like encouraging. It was like, Hey, like, you know, it's, it's growing and stuff, but, uh, people are, you know, they're catching on, but it was just that, so that sort of thing with YouTube, uh, being the same. And then, uh, Instagram, uh, was just another thing. I knew in the beginning that, um, you know, it'd be cool to work with brands and stuff. And I thought early on that, Hey, you know, if I've got a YouTube that I could do sort of, I could see the full picture of like, Hey, I can use a podcast sort of long-term format to mm-hmm. talk about my experiences and stuff. If people want to get into the details about stuff and YouTube is more shorter form, but you can actually show people like a review of a product and right. stuff. And then Instagram I saw is just providing extra value yeah. uh, to people just, you know, having discussions, the comment section, uh, that sort of stuff, right? So for me, the three just worked really well together. And again, it was just like, I think when I started my um, Instagram, it was just a fun thing, like with, especially with my teenage kids because they were on Instagram so often too. I think my daughter at the time, when I started, she had like 2,000 followers or something. And um, I remember like it was like a year later that I passed her. <laughs> and I was like, what do you think about that? Like you're, you're 40, you know, 40 year old dad just passed you on Instagram yeah. <laughs> for, for followers. Right. So it was just guys, it was just always having fun with my kids. Right. Just kind of, uh, making, you know, a competition and yeah. kind of going back and forth with stuff and stuff. Yeah. So for sure. Uh, how old are your kids now? Uh, my daughter is uh, 19 and, uh, my son is 16. Man, we are so similar. That is so crazy. <laughs> that is so unbelievably crazy. Yeah, my oh man, my 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 son is fifteen, and my daughter will be twenty. Oh gosh, that's almost oh, hard wow. for, it's almost hard for me to say that. I almost want to like vomit in my mouth a little bit. Like she's grown up yeah, too yeah. fast, you well, know. Actually, like oh yeah, man, actually, actually, my daughter turns twenty in two weeks. So. Oh gosh, two weeks. Yeah, she turns twenty in September, so we still got a ways to go. But it's just like, yeah, oh yeah. man, oh goodness. Well, at any rate, um, what a great conversation, great discussion, a lot of great nuggets and insight there. And you, you, you really are, are hitting the nail on the head with in a lot of areas there for sure. And I'm, I'm definitely excited to to have listened to your journey, learned some new things that I hadn't even known about, and 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 more similarities that we have and. Because we've obviously known each other over the years, uh, and I've been on your podcast uh, several times, and I think we're going to go ahead and get on on, on your podcast again um, after this. And uh, it's definitely exciting yeah. times. But I wanted to wrap up um, this this episode with uh, you. Also have an academy, right? Lawn Care Business Success Academy. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't yeah. you tell us? Is that yeah, like just, is that like your newest endeavor? Tell us about that. Uh, yeah, I started that uh, uh, last year. I had uh, you know people always asking. Uh, for certain, um, you know, like contracts and things like that. And um, I had like a a mailing list just to keep, you know, on uh, in touch with, you know, your fans, quote unquote. Right. Um, And I used to give away my contract and stuff as part of like sign up and get the contract sort of thing. Um, And then I uh, started to think about like, you know, if I kind of had it on the side where people could purchase it if they wanted to, then that would help offset all of the costs for running the podcast and the media hosting fees and all that sort of stuff. Um, so I did that and it was, you know, uh, doing very well. Uh, so then I thought, well, uh, kind of the next step you always get from those conversations, from those videos, from those podcasts, you get the same questions over and over again from people. And, you know, you'd spend so much time uh, texting people or emailing people, like literally you could, you know, spend an hour responding to an email yeah. uh, somebody asking you how to price lawns or how to do this or how to do that right right and uh you know you try to refer them to a video or stuff like that but again the videos are short and things so i thought you know what if i offer uh, a course for those uh, that want the detail about it we all uh so i started with a uh, how to price lawns profitably course 
um, and basically just was like, you know, uh, that way if uh, you, we all hear about knowing your numbers and all that sort of stuff, well, what the heck does that actually mean? Like, how do you get knowing your numbers? How do you go through that process for somebody that doesn't know, you know, anything? Um, and, uh, so I launched, uh, with that course and, uh, just, uh, you know, just have it there as a, just an additional resource for people, uh, that want to sort of get into it and, uh, you know, just kind of look at the comments and stuff for, videos of, of what um because you know there's a lot of guys you can get you know brian's lawn maintenance everybody's got uh, some information you can get other courses and stuff like that um so i just tried to offer something that was not being offered in that particular sort of little uh, part of it and i've got some ideas from some other ones that are very specific to the type of lawn business that i run um and um questions that i get in particular on how to do stuff uh, so i'll uh, I'm going to be working on this spring, uh, recording videos and stuff for those uh, particular things as the the uh, opportunities arise with customer properties that need those services uh, and the things that other people don't really offer. Uh, so I'll be uh, trying that. And it's just like I said, it's not something, um, uh, you know, I put a lot of focus in. It's just something that I can, because of those repetitive questions that we always get, it was something that was like, this makes sense to take the time and effort to put something together here for that and I can refer people to that uh, if they want more information, more in detail, in depth. Uh, and uh, yeah, just uh, kind of have it there uh, available for people. Nice. That sounds great. And happy for you. Excited for sure. Where where could any, uh, if somebody wanted to have like a one destination to go to, like do you have a website or something where they can access the podcast, the academy, your social media and all that? Or, or they kind of just go all Yeah. Uh, well, everything you can find, everything uh, all over, everything's all under Lawn Care Business Success, whether it's Instagram, YouTube, um, the podcast, I mean, a podcast uh, player. Uh, but you can also go to the website, lawncarebusinesssuccess.com. And from there, um, my YouTube videos are all on there as well, as well as the podcast episodes and the Academy. Uh, it's all there in that one spot. Awesome. And I'll put that link in the show notes for sure. Well, I thank you for your time today. I know, um, you know, it's a, it's a, a nice afternoon here and <laughs> where where I am in the states, um, but it's a hopefully a decent morning where you are there in, in Canada. Where, where exactly in Canada are you again? I'm just in the suburb of uh, Vancouver, British Columbia. So about right, uh, I'm about eight minutes from the U.S. border, uh, about two hours north of Seattle. Oh, okay. Uh, so, awesome. yeah, just. Uh, just right there, hop, skip, and a jump. Uh, you know, I used to actually cross the Canadian-U.S. border probably like two, three times a week until COVID hit. Um, I've got one of those like trusted traveler passes that I had to uh, uh, go get interviewed by Homeland Security and stuff <laughs> there in the U.S. to make sure I'm not a criminal and stuff. And yeah. uh, so it makes crossing the border a lot easier. They, uh, they like you know, check your retina, you like your eyeball scan and all that sort of wow. stuff. Like very, uh, yeah, sort of thing to make sure it's you. Um, but, uh, yeah, I used to cross all the time cause I live so close to the border that it was like, um, you know, sometimes we get groceries in the States and stuff, wow. or go to that uh, recreational property or, uh, you know, that sort of stuff and, or go to the beach and stuff. Cause it, there's a nice beach there about half an hour yeah. uh, away and stuff. And it was just like, yeah, so it was, uh, uh, yeah. So that kind of gives you that sort of, uh, idea of where I'm at. For sure. Well, that's cool, man. I, I wish you all the best this season. I know we're starting to get geared up. I think everywhere in the country, pretty much, you know, spring is coming sooner than later. And, um, you know, yeah. maybe, so we can uh, look forward to that and, and uh, hit the ground running again and hopefully have a, a stronger start to the year in 2021 versus 2020. It was a little little weird, you know, with the pandemic and everything yeah. starting <laughs> off. So now we're just, we're just in the pandemic. So it's like, all right, well, you know, we're, we're, we're here. Let's just keep moving forward. You know, it's not like it's not, it's not yeah. new. It's not new. So we can just hopefully just get back to uh, somewhat of normalcy from a business standpoint as best as we can. So, yeah. so yeah, I wish you yeah. all the best with that. And um, I will hopefully catch up with you sometime in person aside from, you know, more podcasting. Hopefully one of these days, sooner than later, we can, you know, like the GIE or something somewhere we can meet yeah. up again and get yeah, together because th those live events are definitely where it's at. It's, it's one thing to talk over the phone, have, you know, conversations like this, but it's, it's a whole nother thing when you're in person, you could just hang out have a drink, you know, or something to eat or both, you know, and just kind of hang out, relax and really catch up. So. Yeah, definitely. Thank you very much for having me on. I yeah, appreciate no, it. no problem. Thank you. And you have a good one. 
I just wanted to take a moment to thank today's show sponsor, the Ramp Rack. I personally have used the Ramp Rack for one whole season. It's been a game changer for my business. If you're looking to level up your lawn maintenance business, mowing crews, instead of pulling a trailer through all these tight neighborhoods, you can be super efficient, time-saving, just going from yard to yard, neighborhood to neighborhood without pulling a trailer, everything on your truck, utilizing the Ramp Rack. I've got a few different videos on my YouTube channel, LCR Lawn Care Rookie. You can check those out. Also, the Ramp Rack does a phenomenal job on their on their website, giving all kinds of information, pictures. You can reach out to them with questions. Go ahead and check out the Ramp Rack if you are looking to level up your lawn maintenance business like I did. All of their information and links are in the show notes. Hey guys, before you head out, if you could do me a quick favor and go on the podcasting app that you're listening to this episode on and click follow or subscribe, it would mean a lot. Thanks. Mr. Producer here, and if you're enjoying Naylor's podcast, I recommend you head on over to his YouTube channel at LCR and see what else he's doing for the community and become a part of the LCR Media Network. Just click join next to the subscribe button and you'll have instant access to exclusive training videos, a private Facebook group to network with other members, and live streams with Naylor. You'll get access to every YouTube video before anybody else does, and you can even schedule Zoom one-on-one video calls with the Lawn Care Rookie and talk about anything you may need help with in your business, like best types of equipment, going part-time to full-time, how to get the best route density, finding your ideal clients, finding employees, or just anything else you need help with. Again, all of this exclusive access is for LCR Media Network members only. Just click join next to the subscribe button on the LCR YouTube channel and be a rookie for life. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.